0: Hello, I'm Tanya Heller. Thank you for tuning in to Clear Your Messages, where my co-host Wendy Perlin and I interview compelling guests and discuss topics related to effective communication and leadership. Today, I'm honored to be speaking with Dr. Lisa krim Galliodo. Lisa began her career as a musician at Peabody Conservatory before completing her undergraduate education at George Washington University. After completing a graduate degree in physiology at Georgetown, She finished her medical education at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, then a pediatric residency at Georgetown University. She's been practicing pediatrics at the Virginia Pediatric and Adolescent Center for 33 years and recently wrote a children's book, Stella, the Mama Osprey. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. After practicing for three decades, what inspired you to write a book? I've wanted to write
1: children's books for a long time. It's just been one of those things that, I don't know, I I guess I didn't have the confidence that I could pull it off. Um, But then I just, the older I get, the more bold I get and just decided it was now or never. So I just decided to go for it.
0: And didn't being a pediatrician significantly influence the way you approached the book and wrote the book? Sure.
1: Um, And I should also preface by saying that my mother was an early educator. Um, She was a music teacher for preschool and kindergartners, and she used to write songs for the children. And I just saw how important, you know, letting kids express themselves was with her songs. And I just love the idea that children get excited about books. When I was a child, I was so excited about my library card, and I just held it with pride when I checked out my stack of books each week and I just I really really would love to see more of that happening again I feel like there's just too much time and you know games and things and while some of them are great and important in education I just think you know reading especially for a three to seven year old requires an adult usually to be present, and that just is good for parent-child bonding, and, and it's fun.
0: So growing up with your mom as an early educator and now communicating with kids almost every day as a pediatrician, right. would you say that did help your writing?
1: Absolutely, and I think just seeing how smart kids are today and how inquisitive they are, I really also wanted to write books that Um, not only send a message but also teach about things so they're not just silly books I mean they're rhyming books but they also have some some fun facts so I, I like that idea and so many times some of my patients will say you know ask me you know like I have a little boy that every time he comes in he asks me the square root of something you know so I feel like you know it's nice to have sort of facts other people might not know to be able to share with people
0: don't underestimate these little kids knowledge they're be- they're really clever
1: every time that child asks me the square root I'm afraid he's gonna give me a really big number and
0: <laughs> I, I think it's so- encouraging you to write a math book next yeah maybe <laughs> tell her the mama Osprey is such a beautiful message what were you hoping to get across to the readers in this book
1: well first of all I should say that the book really taught me a lot about nature and, you know, the cleverness of birds. Um, But in terms of a message, I'm just amazed at how animals in nature just know how to take care of their families and know what to do. And um, they're just so smart. And so I wanted children to realize that it's not just about people, that um, animals have families and things like that as well. But in terms of a message, I just like the idea that Stella seems confident and she's aware of her surroundings and she does what she has to do to make sure her family's cared for. Um, and so I just liked, liked that the birds can do that for themselves. I'm just, I, I, I could watch birds for hours.
0: I think that was such a beautiful message for readers of all ages, actually. How did you meet Stella and her family?
1: (laughs) So my husband and I have a a little house uh, on a creek down in St. Mary's County that we bought about 20 years ago and had restored. And we have just amazing nature in the yard. And the animals have just sort of become my outdoor pets. And they've been there for a long time. Stella and Henry have been there, I would say, at least eight years, maybe even longer. Um, and they they were living in one of our trees, but then their nest blew down, which is another whole story. Um, so I got to know them. And then we have this groundhog that drives my husband crazy, who I named Owen. And we have a pair of great horned owls and the girl version of the owl pair is Gladys. So I have this whole little menagerie of friends that live in my yard and they just kind of keep coming back. Of course, we we feed the groundhog really well. So there's a reason he comes back.
0: How did you decide on the names for your characters?
1: I honestly don't know. They just kind of, they just came to me and stuck. So they just went with the house.
0: I love the names and the title of the book, Stella the Mama on Spree. By the way, just for our listeners, is the book available already? It's,
1: well, today, in fact, I'm getting my very first copy sent from the printer, but the rest is coming in a month. Um, but the book is for pre-sale on um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, I guess where books are sold. It's officially coming out sometime in May.
0: I'm so excited to order copies for gifts. I know you (laughs) are too. I enjoy the writing process as well. For you, what would you say is the most challenging part?
1: Well, I wanted the book to rhyme um, because I think rhyming appeals to small children and being a musician, it just feels right for, for verses to rhyme. So finding the right words that fit with the right facts That rhymed, was a little bit hard, but somehow it just came together, usually in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) Do you find you had to do a lot of research to be able to put forth those facts for the readers? Yes,
1: although it's it's not so hard because we have the internet at our fingertips, so, you know, um, some of the facts I could just get from watching them in my yard, but some of the specifics um, I just found on the internet.
0: And you said sometimes these ideas just came to you in the middle of the night.
1: They all came to me in the middle of the night. Really? It's the strangest thing. It came like a just a downpour for a few weeks last summer and it just sort of got started. And then I decided I had to do it. So I did.
0: Yeah, I think when that happens, you know it's just, it's a real passion and it's on your mind constantly. So I think you chose the right timing. And I'm sure this is the first of many.
1: I hope. I mean, I would love to make it a series and I have some other birds that are in my yard now. There's a Easter Phoebe pair that are just hilarious to watch. So I don't know. I haven't named them yet, but they've been back now for three years in a row to the same nest. So uh, I have to, I have to get to know them a little bit
0: better. Will the future books always have a bird theme or will they involve No,
1: up? not at all. Well, I guess the owls are birds as well, but Owen is definitely Owen and he's a very large, well-fed groundhog.
0: Is there anything in common that you find with practicing pediatrics and working with kids and writing?
1: Um, No, I think just being really observant. Um, You know, for writing, especially about nature, you really do have to pay attention, but kids are just so inspiring and so they're just so clever. So I, I try to really listen to what they have to say.
0: We're going to learn a lot from them, I think. What advice would you give to someone who who is thinking about writing a book, who's maybe a little intimidated by that blank page? I think it's the kind of thing where
1: if you really want to do something, I've always said if there's something you really, really want to do, sometimes it may take you a little longer or, Go in going a roundabout way. But I, I think, as my mother used to always say, when there's a will, there's a way. And if you really want to do it, you just have to go for it. And I'm, you know, I have no idea how well this book will do, but I'm just so proud of it and so happy that I did it because it's just something I can check off my list. I've had several friends say to me, you know, we all come up with great ideas, but we rarely execute them. So I feel like this time I just, you know, never looked back. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. And I've learned a lot in the process. I mean, you see these children's books and you think, oh, that's so cute. But you have no idea how much work goes into making the illustrations fit and making the verses fit and the page layout. It was kind of funny because this, um, the illustrator I absolutely love. I think she's really talented, but she actually lives in another country and so I you know when I they sent her the manuscript the first draft came back with very lively pictures that were not my sort of what I was envisioning at all I mean my the fish in the water were sort of tropical looking and the water was caribbean blue and the birds flying in my yard looked like parakeets and, you know, and that wasn't at all the message I was trying to give. I wanted it to be as realistic as possible with real facts. And so then I went on a photography expedition in my yard and sent her photographs of every single thing I wanted her to capture. So it was just very interesting um, the way it sort of worked out, but she she was just spot on in you know, the next drawings, you know, once she sort of knew what I was envisioning.
0: And that's so great that you didn't give up at that point when your visions didn't align exactly. The pictures are gorgeous and the writing's incredible. Thank you. You said you learned so much in the process. Any resources that you found or anything that will be helpful to you in the future and to future authors, something that you learned along the way that you wish you might have known before or could have made the process easier? Well,
1: I think just... Starting out, deciding if you're willing to self-publish, there's hybrid publish, which is what I did, Um, or people that are lucky enough to, you know, get a large publishing house to publish for them. And there's some definite pros and cons to all of the choices. For me, I really wanted to have the say in my illustrations and how things looked with my words and, and... My impression was that you didn't always get the final say if you went with a large publisher, and and even just to get a larger publisher to look at your manuscript very difficult. So for me, I guess I'm a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> I like to feel like it's it's my baby, it's my book, um, and I really wanted to be able to decide what the pictures look like and you know, what the words on the page looked like. I wanted the print to be a certain font that was appropriate for smaller children learning to write, things like that, that I just, it just, I never knew about until I really started working on it.
0: You mentioned hybrid publishing. For our mm-hmm. readers who may not know about that, could you tell us a little bit more about what that is?
1: You get input from both sides, not just the person writing the book, but the the, the people on the other end. And so the group that i went with blue balloon books they've been phenomenal and they you know sort of tell you what you need to do but they don't tell you how to do it so you know i was assigned a, an editor who i just got along with really well and we worked together really well and we had several meetings about you know they wanted to say and she would correct grammar and things like that and then she sent me you know multiple portfolios of illustrators so that I could choose who I thought pictures to go with my words and so through many many different portfolios of artists uh, or illustrators to pick the one I went with Marina Halleck and just you know it's everything was sort of my decision with supervision if you will so I mean I could run things off by them even the font you know (laughs) the the editor said okay so tell us which font you want and And at first, I didn't even think about it because I just somehow thought that was going to happen. But the more I thought about it, I realized I really wanted it to be letters the way children learn to write. But when they put that font on the front cover, it looked a little flat. So then I thought, no, I need something a little more zippy. Things like that that just never would have crossed my mind. But then it became important. It was such an interesting process. And the funniest of all was that the original editor said to me, When I asked her, you know, sort of how the timing worked on something like this, she said, well, it's like having a baby. It's about nine months and she's exactly right. So we started in August and the book is officially being born in May. (laughs) (laughs) So Stella
0: is going to be my baby. (laughs) That is so wonderful. So Stella, the mama Asprey, and for what age group is this most appropriate? Three
1: to seven-year-olds is what I envision or maybe a precocious two year old. (laughs) It's really, it's really meant to be sort of a night, night book, you know, a book that sends a message, sends a happy message, puts a smile on a face before bed, but doesn't take too long to read. So it's, it's really more of a night, night book.
0: That's great. Lisa, is there anything else that you wanted to add or you'd like our listeners to know?
1: I just, I'm so happy to be here to talk about the book and, just to be excited about it with other people. And I hope people enjoy
0: it. Lisa, we like to end our podcast with a few rapid fire questions. So okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? I've gotten
1: a lot of great advice over the years, but I would say live every day like it's your last.
0: That's good advice. And yeah. what's the worst advice you ever received?
1: Oh, that's an easy one. My mother told me I wouldn't need to learn how to type. Did you learn how to type? No, I've just been hunting and pecking for years now. (laughs) (laughs) Is it improving? It's improving. I'm just a faster hunter and pecker, but I still don't have any typing skills. And uh, she she just somehow made me think that I was going to always have someone type for me. That was back in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you
0: love doing when you have free time?
1: I'm a crafter. I like to make things. So I'm a knitter. I love to cook. I was a musician and I really want to get back to my music. So once in a while, I'll sit down and play, but I'm very, very rusty. So I have endless things to do when I have time off and I work out. I do try to exercise every day.
0: What children's book inspired you or which book did you really enjoy reading?
1: I loved the Eloise series by Kay Thompson. I just, all of them. She was, Eloise was my hero. She was such a character. She was always in mischief. She was always having fun. She traveled all over the place.
0: So I just loved Eloise. I still do. What, if anything, would you change about your journey, if you could? My life journey? Yes. It could be about your career or your personal journey.
1: I wouldn't change much, except that I wish I had made more time to keep up my music. I was really a very good piano player back in the old days, and I'd like to get back to that stage again. So that's on my future roster of things to do. But that's the one regret I have is that I just somehow things got in the way and I ran out of time. And so I didn't take enough time to keep my music up.
0: So after your series with the next five or six books. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of playing again. I hope. I would really love to. Thank you so much. Lisa, it's been so wonderful having you on our podcast. I look forward to getting a copy of the book for myself and for all our friends with kids. Thank you <laughs> so much for sharing your valuable insights. To Thank all you for kids. having me. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to clear your messages.